Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Shop Talk Show. We have two sponsors to mention for you. One of them is Harvest, the URL being getharvest.com, which is a time tracking tool for your business, however you need to time track that does reporting and invoicing and estimating and all that good stuff. And the Maker Series, which is a, a ser- like a learning series that takes place in Dayton, Ohio at the Sparkbox offices, which is a fantastic uh, little studio there. So the URL for that is buildright.io slash maker series. And we'll tell you more about both those things later in the show. But for now, let's kick things off. Shop Talk listeners, today is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I'm Dave Rupert, and with me is Chris Coyer. Chris. Hi, Dave. How you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Who do we have today as a special well, guest? Well, today, today is it's not, I don't think special guest would even cut it today. This is probably the most special guest we've ever had in the history of Shop Talk Show, I would say. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a bit of an unusual guest. Let's bring her in. We have uh, Miss Lisa Irish. Hi, Lisa. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. You're good. <laughs> I just realized you should have you recorded the show on Mother's Day. <laughs> oh, should just, have. just a little early. Too bad. Uh. Lisa is is indeed a mother, and perhaps you'll recognize her last name. Lisa is 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 Paul Irish's mother. <laughs> so we got Paul's mom on the Shop Talk show today. Um, yeah. yeah. That's pretty exciting, uh, and 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 a mother of two at least. I, I I thought we'd tell the story of how I how this came to be a little bit because it, it's kind of interesting. So if you're listening to to Shop Talk Show, you probably know about Paul Irish because Paul is we've we've had him as a guest on the show before, and Paul's a kind of a big name in the world of front end web development. And uh, Paul invited me to his wedding not so long ago, and we had a, a lovely time out there. And of course, when you go to any wedding, you get to meet the family and that's where I met Paul's mom Lisa who's on the show today and we talked about all kinds of different stuff and it was pretty fun and I thought it would be fun to to get her on and get her perspective on things and just kind of because it would be kind of a good time yeah (laughs) so god how how should we start so so you're I and I remember meeting Paul's brother there too so you're a mother of at least two right right just two Jared and Paul Paul's the younger. Paul's the youngest, huh? Oh, this explains so much. <laughs> uh, I'm curious, Lisa, we want to find more out about you and what you do, but in your own words, could you describe to us what Paul does uh, for work? Do you, could oh, you? no. Well, I have a, a better understanding of what he used to do, but he has a different role now. Oh, Okay. Could, do you want to take a stab at it? He, I mean, he used to be uh, like an evangelist, which I always thought was sort of interesting based on what I do for a living. He is uh, was to help 
make the World Wide Web a better place. I mean, that was his tagline. And so to help front-end developers do a more effective and sexy, creative job in making websites. Yeah, that's probably better than I would have done. done. Things have changed in the last year. Things have changed a little. I didn't even know that, really. So he's not a his title isn't developer evangelist anymore. I don't. I, didn't I don't know think that. so. I don't think so. But you know, he's evolving and growing in at Google. Yeah, I think he told me recently he's in in charge of Dev Tools as, uh, in some capacity. So yes, that's, that's something that we web developers kind of use on a day to day basis just to get our jobs done. So it's pretty cool. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, I, I remember, uh, um, at the time, at, at the time, one of the co- many conversations that we had at Paul's wedding was over, um, some slushified red wine, which I, th- <laughs> I believe is the holiest of all the margaritas that you can drink. I remember that. Vegas. <laughs> wasn't a- <laughs> And I and 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 we're you know you get as you know as alcohol can do sometimes you get a little sappy and interested and 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 I and I was like do you I wonder what kind of sense a mom has over the impact her son can because you 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 you've experienced the Paul phenomenon as you've put it before where you've gotten a chance to go to a conference and see it but but I was kind of like but do you know how big of a deal he is you know and I was kind no, of and I asked you I asked you to help me understand it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think what I was was what I was getting at was that he does some like the uh, there's a lot of people on the whole planet that look to Paul for answers for what they should f- be doing and caring about with the websites they build. And and I think Paul knows that and and t- takes care to make sure that his answers are strong and and are uh, end up doing good for the web and that he's done such a good job of it over the years that he's done things like, for example, evangelized in a good way that websites should be fast, that when you visit a website, it should uh, load as quickly as possible. And that's good for so many reasons. For example, people that like have bad internet in parts of the world that have that, they can still use the web because because it's not bogged down with slowness and resources and blah, blah, uh, that type of thing. And that makes a big difference. That like changes the economy of the world in some, in, in some ways. And I just was like, well, it's such a big deal, you know? Anyway, <laughs> do you remember that conversation? I do. I yeah. do. Uh, I just think that 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 was kind of, that's kind of a fun one. So, what 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 was the Paul phenomenon like? Where did you experience it for the first time? The first time was in Manhattan at the Time Life Building. He went down to do a presentation. I arrived separately, so that was exciting just to make my way into Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And when I got there, you know, I identified who I was and. It, it really was like being related to a rock star. The level of excitement, there were young women squealing. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. And then, uh, so they sat me in a you know, place of honor and he did his thing. And of course, I'm very proud, mother watching. And afterward, they're taking pictures and don't you want to be here? And oh, here and Paul's mother. It was... It was the level, the the energy just like ramped right up 
because there was just so much excitement. And that what I had mentioned to you before, when my son Jared was living in Germany, he, Paul uh, dovetailed a, another conference in Germany. And so we went as a family and watched, and my husband was impressed with his skills. But the thing that I always walked away with were all these people going, oh, you're Paul Irish's Muta, which is German for mother. <laughs> so it was the same thing that you're... I've not really ever been around a rock star, but I've been around Paul Irish, so. Yeah, and he, and he does it so casually, too, isn't it? You know, you'd think in some degree you go to these big, important conferences, and it seems like everybody should be in suits and ties and stuff, but no, it's very, uh, you know, casual and T-shirts, plaid. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, he's he's pretty centered. I'm very happy to see that. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, Dave, you're a, 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 a father of one now, too. Is there, I wonder if there's some, some, some insight you can gain. Are you hoping that your son Otis turns, turns into a to web developer? See, that's, that's my biggest question. When did you first know that Paul would be a Googler? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have I thought about this interview and thought about stories, but all my stories really point to uh, extreme creativity. Let's hear Let's yeah, go into I'm, one. I'm, yeah, I would love to hear a story uh, about Paul's creativity. It's Well, in the bathtub, as a little tiny guy, he would make uh, potions. Oh, a, a little wizard. <laughs> yeah, with all the, you know, whatever soaps and stuff was along the edge of the tub, he would be making secret potions. So that... That's a real early example. He designed a game. He called it Paul Ball as yes. opposed to basketball. Mm-hmm. He choreographed uh, several dances. That uh, One was to a song from Rain Man where he had a special moves. And, of course, we videotaped it all. Oh, oh. Wow. yeah. If you have any way of getting that over here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all right. You need to get those up on great. YouTube. Um, <laughs> I don't know. And then as he got older, is there, was there, you know, it's still kind of a, was, were computers a part of the game the whole time? The computers came in, we were trying to remember a luggable, a compact luggable came into the house and he would play Frogger on that. So that was kind of his first computer, the, the yes. first house computer? That was the first house computer it came from my husband's work. That's a luggable. I haven't even ever heard that. That's nice, though. It was like a laptop, but it was huge is the point. So when he was in junior high, he designed the website of the church I was attending. Wow. Oh, that's nice. So Doing a website what for year mom. would this be? This would be? Only graduating high school in 2000. That would be 90, what? 90, late 90s, late 90s. Yeah. I like it. Paul makes a website for the first time. I like it. And so in general, Paul was just a kind of creative individual all through all through his very creative and much pretty much of a showman would play dress up in the neighborhood with all the other kids would he learned to juggle and he would juggle fire sticks and riding a unicycle and juggling while on the unicycle. Can he still do that? Yeah, he can still do the juggling. I don't know about the the fire on the unicycle? Unicycle. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to uh, have him show me that trick. Um, does, 
Uh, I guess, was this something you tried to foster in your kids, no. the, the creativity, or did it just kind of happen? I think it's just part of who he is, yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, I was uh, nothing actionable for Otis then, Dave, I'm afraid. I know. I just well, have to wait, <laughs> wait it out. I actually, we... <laughs> we we showed him juggling this week and he's super into it. Neither of us can juggle. So we, we'll figure it out. I hope plenty of time. There was a, Oh, go ahead. How old is Otis? Otis is just 19 months old. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's very into juggling though. Big time. <laughs> big, big time. <laughs> okay. So when the kids were really, you know, infants, my husband would lean them against his thighs, sitting on the ground. Thighs were up sort of like a slanty chair there. And Jim would go, lips, teeth, tongue, over and over and over. So maybe that was the magic incantation. <laughs> okay. Lips, teeth, tongue. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Try that. I'll work on it. Okay. <laughs> nice. How mu- so they were, uh, how much older is Jared? Two years, 10 months. Oh, okay. So there was time when they were both little little dudes together? They were little dudes. In high school, they were freshmen and seniors the same year. Oh, uh, I see. And they, they really became friends that year and shared friends. That's pretty nice to have your own older brother as a senior. It was nice for Paul. Some of the senior kids, they called him Captain Paul. He became part of the club. <laughs> Nice. He was playing the tuba. He was in the in the marching band and played the tuba. Wow! Think of that. So, it was, it was, and that was right along with you know building this first website for the very first time. So young young Paul was blowing a tuba, typing out HTML. Yep. Yep. And then when I worked, I worked at a Catholic church at UConn, University of Connecticut, and he revised their website also. No kidding. At a university website when he wasn't even of university age. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But one of the things I want to tell you that I I told him I think is remarkable. You know how when you open up the screen and you've got these under the Google line, you've got these different options of your different pages you can go to? Mm -hmm. He, He created a personalized front page for himself. Like, you know, back in the day when he was doing these other things. He he did it long before it was ever. Like oh. in the browser. So he he did, he would make his own little portal. His own portals. A, a, a portal. <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> but I was impressed. That came along how many ever years later. Yeah. yeah. Basically the inventor of it, we could say, officially. But I, you know. Genius pops out all over the t- place sort of at the same time. Oh, yeah, like how an idea, people have the same idea in different parts of the world. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there are lots of cool examples of that. So that was high school, and then and that, that's, that's East Coast. You guys are over there. And then uh, and what was the first move away? Was it for Google or? Move away from the East Coast? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was probably uh, – uh, Interesting day, I suppose. You know, going to work for the the world's biggest tech company—that's a pretty good reason to leave, I suppose. I'm sure. I it was... Yeah, <laughs> if you have to go somewhere, <laughs> go to Google. Go to Google. All right. So, yep. So then, then Paul grows up, uh, works at Google, gets married. Here we are. 
Here we are in the future. So I wonder if we could, you know, just circle back to you for a while. So you're you're kind of wrapping up your tenure as being a, a, a chaplain at a hospital. Is that right? Did I even say that word right? I didn't even know it. A hospital mm-hmm. chaplain. Yeah. Which is like like the religious presence at a hospital. Is that the yes. idea? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It provides uh, emotional, spiritual support to patients and families and staff, actually, um, if staff needed. Too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, staff face a lot of challenges you can imagine in a hospital. And sometimes just having a stable person to talk to is is comforting it's not it is not evangelizing ironically it's not trying to impose any religious ethic or belief system it's really more just being comfortable in one's own view of how things are to be able to be supportive to other people yeah, that's interesting because people might think, oh, religion, she was there to spread religion and that's not the case at all. And and then here's Paul who's in a role that is called evangelism for something you wouldn't even think is, is wouldn't require it, but does. For I know. I think that's sort of ironic. <laughs> now, can I tell you the, uh, you, you jumped on ages. One of the other things I'm proud of is his website, The Orgasm. Did you all? Ever check that one out? <laughs> I wanted yeah, like, to ask about it, but I didn't know <laughs> if it, it was public. Now knowledge. we have to say how it's spelled. Okay. I never thought of it like that, but yeah, it's uh, like oral, like the like ears. Ears, right? But it is rather clever, I suppose. A u r g a s m. Yeah, orgasm. Because I was just cleaning up stuff around here, and I found that it was a front page article on the Boston Globe. What? Really? Yeah, I was going to send it to you, but I didn't have your phone well, number. I mean, I remember it. I remember seeing Paul's face on there and stuff, and it was it was kind of a. Uh, but it's just, it was was it largely reviews of music, right? That's what it is. Yeah, reviews of music. The best music you never heard of. That was his other tagline. Nice. Yeah, I remember there was a. <laughs> uh, this is one of Paul's sentences on that website. It says, "I listen to everything I'm sent." But I don't like music from bands. Sorry. I always thought that was weird. Like, what does that mean, Paul? You don't like bands? Right. What does that mean? Is he, he only likes solo musicians? or ugh, You're confusing, Paul. No, it's because once something becomes trendy, then it's not cool. Ah, the, the paradox of popularity. Exactly. But he just straight up says that's, it. That's my take on it. So it's a u r g a s m dot u s, orgasm, and it's old, two thousand and four. I mean, I know that doesn't seem old, but it's eleven eleven years at this point. That's old. This site's he not has a lot of people doing stuff. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like a I don't team know how much people. time he has on it now. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. But he does, so, he does so that honor to the music of his youth because we used to play in a garage band, my husband and I, and he, so he did and he did all sorts of cool old like uh, Boston, love that dirty water and all that stuff. Nice. Did you played in a garage band and you played Lou Reed songs? Yeah, well, not Lou Reed. We did Beatles and Kinks, and but what I'm just saying is Paul appreciated the old music, so he included that sometimes on his nice. Side. 
That's yeah, they grew up with this music in their life. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That's great. We'll put a we'll put a link to all this stuff in the show, of course, that we'll share with you too. All right, let's take a quick break to thank some of our sponsors for this episode. Thanks for Harvest for sponsoring this week's show. The URL there is getharvest.com, and you should definitely get Harvest, especially if you do any kind of billing at all. Because to, to do billing, really, honestly, you should be tracking your time. Harvest is a time tra- tracking app, but it does so much more than that. It does, uh, the you know, has really nice, robust reports for the, the time that you track. You can do invoicing through it, like, okay, I worked 17 hours on this thing. Let's bill that client for 17 hours because I have it all right here. It integrates with tons of stuff, including things like Stripe and PayPal. So when you get paid from them, it comes into your Stripe or PayPal account. Makes sense, obviously. You can use it to do estimating on projects. You can log your expenses in Harvest. You do all this business stuff through Harvest. Dave, you even use it, right? Yeah, no, this is cool. Uh, I, I've used it for quite a few years. It's it's cool because uh, you just kind of write out the invoice and it just I mean it's as simple as like filling out a table and then you're like send it and then you mark it as paid and it puts a big old paid stamp and paid stamps are my favorite thing on the planet <laughs> and it is awesome and then they have this little Mac app I, 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 like it's been a while since I've used it but you can like it'll detect if like you kind of like snoozed or whatever so that's uh, the best right were, were you snoozing while thinking about your client's project or were you snoozing because you were literally snoozing and then you can choose to apply that time to the project or not which is cool it all there's yep. also a windows yep. app so for windows people rock and roll uh there's iphone and android apps there's of course it's a web app there's a chrome extension uh, it's kind of like I think there's even a couple of different web apps. There's one for like laying out new projects and stuff. Like they are all over the place. Like Harvest comes to you wherever you're on. So uh, check out Harvest. That's at getharvest.com for your business stuff. And and can I just like if you're starting freelance web design, you'd need this. Like don't <laughs> like yeah. don't be professional. Do, like, you know, paper. level up. Don't do don't do pen and paper invoicing. Get get on you something need data very good because your accountant okay. needs data, and you also need an accountant. Okay, uh, yes. <laughs> okay, so there's um, there's you and the chaplain at the at the hospital, which is you're kind of wrapping up and moving into a a new stage. And I know, and you have a website. I Did do. Paul help you with that, or do you, and you you keep it up to date. You, it is a. It's not just like oh, I have this website, but it's like kind of a part of what you do. It's right? a part of what I do. It's lisairish.com. I hope to publish a book, and I was told that one must create a platform to become attractive to publishing companies. Mm-hmm. So I did this. Uh, it's a very bizarre thing putting yourself out in a website, but I did. And I list all the different things that I do uh, in the community to support people on their life and in their journeys. And one of which is this writing piece. And I write a monthly glimmer that's meant to be an inspirational thing. And it's, it's been really well received. And I give talks and I, people come to see me for spiritual direction. I lead retreats. It uh, feels like that's the next pretty phase of my, my life. Yeah, so a glimmer is just kind of a cool word that you uh, just named. I know, your... isn't that cool? Well, it's because that is a good the, word. the whole thing is called this little light. Ah, so it's a tie. It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. The website is my name because I think 
I learned from Paul that that's a little more, you know, branding and holding on to my place. But the the work, my my business, shall we say, or my ministry is called This Little Light. So the monthly messages are called Glimmers. Yep, that's pretty neat. I get them in my inbox. That's how I was able to keep remembering you and remember to line this up and stuff. That's right. That's right. And so you... And it's is it a WordPress site? How do you how do you keep your website up to date? Well, I went through this whole huge process to get it created. Mm-hmm. It, at the time, my sons were quite busy in their own lives, so they were were unable to take on the job of helping me with that. And I talked oh, to some people. Come on, boys! <laughs> and and the fee of regular people was quite high. So then I remembered, this is, I love this. I remembered my oldest friend. I've known her for 50 years. And she's one of those people who just figures things out. And she maintains a site for blind people. You know, you must know about this, that websites can be coded so that blind people have access to them. Sure. As a matter of fact, Dave right here has a website called the accessibility project that talks a lot about ways that you can make sure that websites are able to be used by people with that as a disability and lots of other types of things. But that's pretty, so your friend does that for a living for, yeah, well, yeah, it's part of her life and she does it for an organization, the CBTV. I don't remember what all the letters are, what the name of the organization is, but she made their website. So she, I said, will you do it for me? And it was a lot less expensive. And then we renewed our friendship because we've known each other for 50 years. And she was in uh, Las Vegas at the time. Now she's in Seattle. Nice. And so when you want to update something, how do you I do it? I just send it to her. I just email stuff to her and she updates she gets it for me. Nice. Yep. Yeah. You know, I sat long and hard to thought if I could learn how to do it. And Jared said, you should learn how to do it. But I was having a hard enough time keeping up with everything I had to do. I just, I wasn't ready to go learn how to do it. It seemed pretty hard to me. Yeah, yeah, sure. These days, you know, should my mom come ask me this, if she wanted to have, you know, her own website, we would probably point her to something that, uh, that you, you could, she could manage yourself like, I don't know, you know, I hesitate to mention them because they're sometimes they're sponsors on these shows and, and whatever, but there's a, there's a number of apps that, uh, you know, you can just log into yourself and do it. And it's, it's, it, it's gotten a lot easier over the years for sure. Uh, but that's not, I think, I think this is fine. You know? Well, my friend Vicki had worked on the site and she used something that was previously managed she didn't write all the code but she knew how to get in there and rearrange it and make it unique for me but so then got to kind of an end point and Paul came in to do some quality control and work with her and what I was saying I was so impressed with his professional manner and how he affirmed what she had done and made suggestions and showed options sort of like when you're at the eye doctor do you like number one or do you like number two and so gave different images for both she and I. We had a group Skype like this to look at the site together and improve it. Wow, that's great. So that was cool. Yeah, it's really really great. In fact, he has lately said to me he wants to take it to the, quote, next level, unquote. 
I don't know. Nice. I think, I think it's time. I think it's time. Well, there's a couple of things. I mean, I can tell by, you know, what's, what's, what's kind of neat about your site is that, um, there's probably a time in, in the history of, of web design where this was like really super modern and cool looking. And then there, you know, some time passed and then it was probably like, Ooh, that's looking old, you know, like, Oh, I can't believe it's a static website. And now it's starting to come around again where I think people, um, one of the things about it is that it's, it's so simple that it, it's, it's fast. And it's probably something that Paul himself would, uh, be happy about is that, uh, the number of resources that it loads are really low. It's essentially, Dave, like a a, a static yeah, site. Yeah, there's no there's no database involved here, and uh, it would be you know the the things that are slow on this site are things that would be really easy to get rid of. So I bet if Paul came in here, it's a little one little swoop through could really clean this clean this baby up. And then another big one is the idea that it's not what they call responsive design in. Uh, lately in the world, which means, you know, it means a bunch of different stuff, but it basically means that your website's going to look good on your uh, your phone or your tablet or, or yes, something. Yes, I'm familiar with that. Yeah, is it mobile friendly? It's only been a year old. And actually last year on March 1st, we had a launch party and I had friends over and both, both boys Skyped in so that my friends could meet them, as did Vicky, the woman who designed it. And so that was fun. Yes, that's a tradition that needs to come back. A little website launch party with Yeah, Skype. why not? Yeah, uh-huh. Bring some frozen wine slushies. This is really interesting to me uh, because I think most of us have, have you know been in web design and, and we forget what it's like kind of breaking into the web and and making your own website for like the very first time and and maybe it's become second nature to us like kids maybe from your perspective lisa but i i'm just can you tell us more what what was kind of what was new i guess about making a website for yourself the first time oh i'll tell you that i had heard about it you know as a way to get it published and so about 6 months before anything ever started, I wrote some ideas down on a piece of paper, you know, in a, in a spiral notebook. And I wrote down the different tabs and what would go under them. And I'm looking at it. And then the next thing, you know, I slam the thing shut because I'm, oh my God, it's just the most bizarre thing to put your name and your identity on a website. So that was the first layer. And then as I moved closer, I just typed out some ideas and, uh, sort of turn, well, what was my goal, you know, to try to help people understand what it is I can offer. And when I went to the glimmers piece, that's more of, I see, I don't know. And again, I have to show some ignorance. I don't know the, what a blog is. I think it's more frequent contact than what I'm doing with my glimmer. Are blogs daily? Outreach? I, I think you're, you, what you could be considered is doing is blogging, except for that a blog just means it's an article that you publish on the web. It has very loose meaning, but, but I would expect that, you know, you, what you're doing is more of an email newsletter because I get it in my inbox and there isn't necessarily a place on your website where I can go read that necessarily. Yes, is there? there is. Yes, there is. Yes, there okay. is. It's under the glimmers tab. Oh, I see. Yeah, and past glimmers. Yeah, this is absolutely a blog. It is. Okay. 
But it's uh, very, it's only only monthly. Because I was working, I just wasn't ready. I might increase that. So I don't know if I've answered your question, Dave. It's been a very tentative uh step-by-step process. Do you, do you feel like it's been positive or overwhelming or, or? It's been positive. I, this feels like a bit of a call, you know, that uh, I really think that each and every person brings something beautiful to the world. And so I'm out there saying, okay, I'll shine my light. Let me help you shine your light. And so, so I'm saying, yes, I'll try it. Even though if I make you self-conscious or whatever, so it's been a positive experience, and I'm happy that the site at this stage of the game is what it is because it's pretty and warm and inviting. So, so far, it's been positive. It sounds like a very healthy process to me. Uh, I, I especially liked you said, I'm going to, I want, one of the reasons that you wanted to build this is because if, I, if you want to write a book, you need some kind of presence for this. And, you know, I'm not sure if that's, always the case, but it's a really, I think it's true in a sense in that if you have demonstrable writing online and said, look, this is what the kind of thing that I want to turn into a book, I think your chances are a lot better. Right. It's not the writing of the book. It's the publishing of the book. I want to bring it to real publishers. I'd like to try that and not go with self-publishing. So you do now in this day and age, publishing has changed and you do are supposed to bring a platform. So I've written two periodicals that have been published. And so, you know, it's the idea of creating your portfolio. And the internet yep. is now part of that process. That's a, uh, so one of our kind of, we have frequently asked questions that we get here on Shop Talk. And it, one of the most popular ones is, should I start a blog? And these are, these are people who are web designers. They can make these um by themselves, but uh, they often feel like they don't have anything to contribute. Like everything that they would ever say has already been said. Right. Um, I would love to hear your perspective on that because I really like that that your idea that that everyone has something unique to offer. So, what would you say to these people who say, oh, every I'm not there, or I'm not creative enough"? Well. You know, what I'm talking about, there's many ways of talking about what it means to forgive somebody or many ways of what it means to look at the light and dark. You know, when you're driving down a road and there's trees and the sun's shining through and it goes light, dark, light, dark in the shadows Mm -hmm. and the light. Well, there's many ways like poetry of understanding what that what that might signify so forth. So. So if I describe it, it might not be the same as somebody with a PhD and a five books under their belt, but but my description is no less valid. I don't know about in your world because you've got to describe something technical and do you have that kind of flexibility when you're talking about technical stuff? Well, it doesn't – I would say that you do uh, and that – and that it doesn't having a blog doesn't mean that a hundred percent of everything you say on that blog has to be a technical. You know, you could you could blog about the same tree and the sunlight. You know, uh, yeah, I think that's nice. And then the so the secondary reason of having or you know I, I don't we don't need to number them necessarily, but was that that this is your presence on the web. If you, this is your chance to explain what you do and what you're available for and and that type of thing. 
So, because you said you're, you're, you do speaking and you're available for more speaking. So, if somebody wanted to know what you speak about, they can come here and find out. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That, it, but that seems so simple and obvious, but you had a goal and then now the website accomplishes that goal. I don't know. That's, uh, it's hard to, to give people to, some people make websites without ever having even done that step yet. <laughs> it's kind oh, of really? Or people just assume they need a website just because everybody does. And the goals aren't as, as laid out as all that. Yeah. It's still a little, I, I don't know if that's generational. It's still, it feels a little like a leap on my side of the things. And I'll tell you, my peers, there are not too many of my peers that have gone this route. Well, when, when you tell your friends, uh, like, I'm doing a website, what do they kind of look at you like? Why? Yes, why? Yeah. <laughs> why? Um, do, do they show some interest in, in getting on board? I imagine most of your friends uh, probably have Facebooks and things of that oh, yeah. nature. Yeah. And so, yeah. so people are online, but they just have no, you know, most of your friends circle kind of has no desire to, to kind of put themselves out there. Right. I would say that's the case. And it, do you find that as maybe just, like a technical hurdle or just a cultural kind of, uh, I'm trying to like a generational hurdle. I think it has to do with what their passion is. I mean, I know people who have website. I met a woman this weekend who is an artist and she's older than me and she has a website because she wants to show her work. I mean, I think it's related to your, your call, your passion, your work, right? There's some people, people that I know work for the hospital, social worker works for the hospital. She doesn't need everybody to know that she is a social worker working for that. That's fair. Right. So she might not have a, a, a work website for her professional life, but that same person might be like really into, you know, painting snowboards or something. And then that would, that would be a reason to have a website, but it's probably true that not everybody needs a website. Right. This is very cool to me because usually we we have kids on the show, like twenty somethings, uh, you know, or Chris and I are just in their thirties. But uh, you know, we so this is very cool to see kind of the a different perspective than we usually have on the show, Um, and it's very cool to me that it's Paul Irish's mom. So, you know, one of the things I want to learn more about is the whole meta tag. Is that the correct term? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Meta tag or metadata. So that if somebody says, oh, I want to learn more about this and they just put the words in, which is how I do it. And then whatever sites come up, then I go and I learn about whatever it is I want to learn about. Mm -hmm. So you attach tags or words to your site so that your name will come up your stuff will come up i think you're you're talking about uh what they call seo a little bit which is search engine optimization like you you want to you want to come up for i don't know chaplain or glimmers or some particular words that uh yeah or you know speaking you know about x in the city or something yeah on un- you know that's a it's a it's a common thought that I can just put these meta tags on my site and it will affect that situation positively. 
But, uh, the tags don't anymore, and that's straight from Google. They say that they they don't factor in the tags. But uh, th- there's a meta tag called description, which does uh, affect how that turns out a little bit. So it's probably worth doing. I know that it's you. Like, you know, you've Googled things surely many times in your life, right? And all the time. And there's a there's like a blue title where it says you know the title of the page. That's pr- the first thing that you look at. Like what's what is this page named? And then there's some like black text below that. Yeah. The black text if you have a meta tag on a page is controlled by that for the most part is controlled by that meta description tag. So it pays to have a good one in there so that it's, it's a nice, it's a nice sentence that explains what that page is about. So they're, they're worth doing, but I don't, I don't think it's make it or break it for, if you want to increase your SEO, keep doing what you're doing. Keep writing, publishing posts and using the words that, that matter. And that's what, uh, uh, is, you know, matters the most is just having a bunch of honest content on your site. And links, links to other places. Yeah. If, if you can link out to places and, and Google kind of sees you as valuable, um, they'll kind of raise your, your profile. Uh, another thing is called, is it backlinks? It's getting links to your site, which uh, by being on the Shop Talk show, <laughs> you're going to have the right. you're going to experience skyrocket the Shop Talk yeah. show yes. bump, and it yes. is it is going to be great for business. <laughs> mm-hmm. This episode is also you brought to you by the Maker Series, and the URL here is we'll put it in the notes, but it's buildright.io. Of course, my my favorite of all of the top level domains slash Maker Series TDL. Mm-hmm. It's a nice, it's a nice looking URL. But these are my friends who I've worked with and I've visited and I love. They're the people at Sparkbox. So Sparkbox is in Dayton, Ohio, and it's a web design and development agency. Uh, you know, perhaps you've heard of them just because there's there's like a bunch of really smart people that work there, and they're all over the conference scene and doing cool stuff. They're just the best people. I've gone to visit them. Uh, at the Sparkbox offices several times. In fact, they're working on a code pen redesign with us. They're just, they're the best people. And they also have these little bindy kind of, I wouldn't call them conferences because they're one person who comes and they just, and they uh, uh, do like a full day presentation with just them. And it's a unique kind of structure. It's not, I wouldn't just say, oh, it's a workshop. No, it's really, it's the Maker Series by Sparkbox and the BuildRight people. It is, it's, it's like a unique kind of experience. The space for it is amazing. They have this incredibly beautiful place where they can go. It's recorded. And then they spend another day kind of round tabling and talking to you. So one day is like, it's, you know, I wouldn't call it formal, but it's formal formal-ish, you know, they're they're talking to you and presenting interesting stuff. And then you get to uh, chat and work with them the next day. It's this like really cool thing. And uh, so, yeah, we'll put the URL in there. It's the Maker Series by the Build Right people in Sparkbox. It's so cool. Here's what I'll say about Sparkbox. They ain't no dummies, you know. (laughs) And the speakers at these events, they ain't no dummies either. So this looks looks pretty sweet. Uh, Pamela Pav... Oh, I just, 
Pavlikak. Sorry, I know her from her name and her Twitter avatar and stuff. Um, is coming and doing designing with data. How cool is that? Karen McGrain is coming in August to do content strategy for mobile. Dan Mall, who I who has done it before, and I've heard like tremendous things from everybody that went to that one, uh, uh, is coming in October first. Uh, and Ethan Marcotte, maybe you know that dude, this is coming in November. So you know. Go. It's like worth going to Dayton for this. If you live anywhere in Ohio or the Midwest, come in for this. Uh, but I'd say it's worth flying to Dayton to hang out in the Midwest to, to come to one of these things. They're that good. So, uh, yeah, check it out. Buildright.io. Speaking of which, is that like, do you want to do a plug for like if somebody's interested in your public speaking type or whatever you want to plug would be interesting to hear. Do you have any calls to action for people listening? How do people give you money is typically our, <laughs> our, our way of raising it. I've got a, this. Uh, there's a place in uh, Vermont that has asked me to come do a weekend. And the name of the weekend is looking at loss through nature's lens. Mm. It's a two loss, night. Like- Death. Like death. Yeah, I know. Happy talk. It's a two night overnight and there'll be a lot of time spent outside, but it's the idea of sort of how nature changes, you know, and repairs itself and goes through cycles and how do we draw from that in our own recovery from having had a loss. That is what I've been spending the last years at the hospital working on. So it's an area that I have a lot of experience with but a few years ago I became a justice of the peace and I also do weddings because I really wanted to spend more time with happy things to sort of balance the painful things and I love doing weddings I can only do them here in Connecticut though unfortunately because I'm a JP but I it's such a fun thing to make them personalized to people but and then retreats and days of reflection that's sort of the kind of thing that people do when they're looking for more you know sometimes the day-to-day isn't enough and people want to dig deeper and see what's happening inside so interesting stuff that's the kind of stuff i do yeah you know you reach a certain age sometimes becomes more interesting (laughs) and technology just might help you get get you there is there any do you have any kind of final thoughts on I don't know, all this tech stuff that, that you know we talk about and are interested in and stuff. Are there any other ways that you use it or kind of? Yeah, all the <laughs> yep. people that I learned from have sites. I, in fact, I put that on my site. I put this section called Other Lights, and I have links to some teachers and poets that I think bring light to the world, you know, yeah. because everybody is using the Internet in that way to try to educate enlighten, inspire one another. And that's a good thing, you know? Mm-hmm. The world's mom is bringing black the, bro- the blog roll. I like it. <laughs> that's what they used to call that. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of a you pat my back, I'll pat yours kind of thing. But this is more organic than that. You put this on here of your own volition just because you thought these people are saying and writing good stuff, right? Oh, so this thing on the right, you're calling it something? What is it? It's called a blog roll. Oh, uh, I was intuitive. I didn't. It know. was. It turns out the blog roll is an intuitive concept. I love every part of that. 
Uh, yep. You probably need to bring that back. That probably needs to come back. And we should probably work on that, Chris. So. Yeah, we should indeed. Uh, hashtag bring back the blog roll. I'm into it. Now, if I Google blog roll, I'll learn what you're talking about. It may have been a WordPress specific thing, which is yeah, which it doesn't look like your site is WordPress. It looks like it's more of a uh, I don't know a hand created thing as a template that somebody started with, and then and uh, it's a certain thing. I forget what it is she used. Yep. It would be nice someday to get you onto a, a what they call a content management system. Uh, no, you know, not that I should, should be forcing or telling telling anybody's mom what what they, how they should be writing, but the Chris. I think that having the content in a database is a good plan for like or some kind of system is good for the future. Kind of, you know, because you know, should you should you automatically? That's the thing. Yeah, that's more important. That's going to have more long term value anyway. I think. I got to finish the no book worry. and then. The website will have something to, you know, promote. So I'm writing this down: content management system. Got it. The idea is that I, I fear that there, this is so custom that when you come time to change the site, it's going to be more work than it should be. Whereas if you're on a content management system, you could just be like, I'm going to change the theme. I'm going to, and I have you know ways that I can just log in and pub, and type a blog post and hit the button and it's done and it's published and I don't need to email anybody or you just I think you'll feel a little bit more empowered. Uh, but you know that's that's all debatable. It just you know, <laughs> Paul certain certainly ask Paul. Okay, that's great. So what do you, any any final thoughts, Dave? You'd have for Lisa. Well, Lisa, I'm I'm ecstatic. I guess if you like in a dream world, I, I'm you're you've broken into the web. Uh, like, what does what does your website enable you in your kind of publishing career to do? What do you have like a like future thoughts on? You mentioned kind of promoting your book, but is there anything else kind of that you you see your your site doing for you? Well, the glimmers, I started writing them as a way to have the site be more alive, you know, instead of just sitting there so that there'd be something happening. Mm -hmm. And what, what has happened is people answer me and they tell me stories or tell me how what I said mattered to them. And it just fascinates me. It just makes me see how alive the web can be. And I think that's cool and can be used for good. So at this stage of the game, guys, that's that's good enough. I'm in a transition time as I'm letting go of hospital ministry, and I haven't sat down and written my revised my business plan yet. <laughs> no. I understand. I understand. We didn't mean to drill you about the website. It's just it's, it's interesting stuff. It's the kind of the world we live in, you know. Oh no. And you know, I was looking at my notes. I can I tell you a story, another little memory please, of Paul? Please. Yes, please. When he was at WPI, one of his major projects, WPI is Worcester Polytech Institute in Massachusetts. And he taught a class at the local library on how to use Google for searching. <laughs> so. And he used and he used that as one of his projects for this uh, for his undergrad, and I think that's fascinating. As since he landed at Google, yes, it is. I wonder if he brought it up at his interview. 
Be like, you know, I'm kind of an expert on Google. I gave a session on it at the library. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, yeah, he was really trying to help people maximize their. I bet it was fascinating too, just kind of knowing Paul a little bit. I bet he was teaching them all kinds of cool tricks. You know, there's like, there's literally like Google search tricks, you know, like, yeah. you know, site colon and then the URL and it will only search in that site and use the minus for minus, you know, for removing search results and all kinds of fun little tricks that, you know, even if you've heard of them once, you don't, you know, it takes somebody like Paul to teach you to. Exactly. To, that's more or less what Paul does now, is he just teaches us tricks about Google things. <laughs> yeah. that, that's his job. That's uh, not far from the truth. Uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, well, Lisa, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate your time. So uh, one last time, if people want to uh, subscribe or, or go to your website, how can they find you? And then... Uh, yeah, and, and and we'll wrap up the show. It's lisairish.com. There's a contact link at the end of the site. Okay, and do you have a Twitter or anything of that nature? You know, I I sort of entered into Twitter, and uh, I haven't committed to Twitter yet. Um, <laughs> uh, it's probably best. It's 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 a pretty <laughs> weird place. <laughs> it's really weird. I just couldn't make the commitment. It's so big. But I did on Facebook. I made another page separate from my own page, and it's this little light. And it's uh, you very know what? Small. That's a good plan. I think to have a, a kind of a professional version of your site. So you're so this isn't you know you can you can like as many baby photos or whatever from the other one. And, exactly. Exactly. So, but this has been really fun for me to, of course, talk about one of my guys and to meet you both. Well, we, we really appreciate it. Uh, We're all big fans of Paul and I will probably. And now Lisa. And now Lisa, but I will probably spend this evening drawing a picture of Paul on a unicycle, mixing potions, (laughs) (laughs) juggling potions. Uh, I love the potions. I think I'll let Paul ball. Yeah. Paul ball. Uh, but thank you so much uh, uh, for coming on the show, taking time out of, of your day. It's really great to not only hear from uh, a person we admire's mom, <laughs> which is so much fun, but it's also great just to hear uh, just about how, how you're kind of entering the web because I think a lot of us forget kind of how how that happens. Um, and so, yeah, we, we thank you very much for your uh, expertise and uh, thanks everyone who listened to this in your little podcatcher of choice. Be sure to rate us up, share this on on your social networks. That's how people find out about the show. Uh, if you hate your job, head over to shoptalkshow.com/jobs. Is that how I'm going to introduce this every time? Uh, and get a new job. That's the best thing you could do for yourself. And Chris, you got anything else? Uh, shoptalkshow.com. <laughs>